0: If you're ready to finally start putting the pieces together and get a head start on your sober curious journey, you've got to get in my program, Awaken Sober Living. The secret sauce that really brings it all together is asking the right questions and then actually answering them, and then we go a little bit deeper. So if you're over the trap of trying to figure it out with moderation and stopping and starting all the time, this is the space for you to get a whole new perspective and make space for something new to come through. And that something new is more of you. There will be a link right here in the show notes for you to go on over and get right in there. You can also just go to visit my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, and we will get going. I'll see you on the inside. I'll be there for you every step of the way. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days or ever making excuses, now I help women just like you from around the world do the same with my one-on-one private coaching program. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to getting alcohol out of your way that breaks all the rules, life-enhancing tools that make not drinking exciting and joyful, and the profound and sacred journey that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. This show is not a substitution for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a medical professional if your alcohol consumption is at risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for just your presence. I hope that you really enjoyed those last two client spotlights and it inspired you to take one next step towards the direction of your dream. And, you know, for everyone, it's a little bit different when it comes to alcohol. Some people just wish they could moderate. Um, And that was a question that I would have you just go a little bit deeper with is why? And then answer that why two more times and really ask yourself if the the desire to, to change your natural state of emotion is is really what what you're looking for right because um, I think a lot of times people really think they want to moderate but they don't understand what that really means like why is alcohol so important for you in your life that you want to just be able to have that one glass of wine once in a while right because if it's just that then who cares right have a have a, any other beverage Um so I think that there's something deeper there with moderation, and then again, as you know me, there's no right or wrong answer. It just decide it's just about the results that you want from your own personal life, and that deeper level of self mastery. One thing I wanted to say is one of my beautiful clients told me that the episode um, for the third part of the healing um, honoring trauma series which was episode 95, wasn't working. And I went and replaced that. And so I would definitely recommend going back to listen to it because it really has a lot of beautiful nuggets of wisdom and inspiration. And so thank you to my client that told me that because I didn't know. Um, Part of it was muted. So there's a lot to listen to. If you didn't listen to the last two episodes, though, have to listen to those. Um, And if you're new to the show, I would definitely go back and start from the beginning. I'm really excited about an upcoming series that I'm going to be offering about the five mistakes that you are making when it comes to quitting drinking alcohol and why it is so challenging for you. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to be having more client spotlights coming up so you can stay really inspired. The other thing that I would say about the result that you want with alcohol, if it's to moderate, is to go deeper and really ask yourself why and to look at that inquiry. And my guess is if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that this isn't just about to drink or not to drink, but this is really that question that my client Laura really asked herself, which was, is, is this all there is, right? Like, is this it? Is this what 60 looks like, where I'm kind of miserable and ending another bad relationship and so on and so forth? And it wasn't until she got alcohol out of the way that she could really see that the, the problems and the solutions started and ended with her, that the circumstances of our lives are always going to present a challenge. And it's like, we want things just handed to us, right? One of my things is like, I just want a best friend that I can call all the time. And I have amazing friends in my life, but it's like, you know, but then I have this, um, I have a, a wide variety of people I can call at any given moment, but it's like, I have to turn that script on me. It's like, well, am I reaching out to people, right? Sometimes you just just want this like ease, everything to be handed to us, but no no time in life has anyone handed us you know a playbook or there was someone that said when we came out of the womb that bliss and joy and happiness was the the normal mode of life. I mean, no one has ever said that, so So when you're here looking at this deeper level of inquiry, really it's about experiencing the depth and the breadth of the human experience, right? Because if we always have that, um, you know, a sense of even melancholy or disappointment or just kind of like a neutral meh feeling, right? And we, we are, we are, thinking this should be different. Then we add what's called compounding judgment. Then we're wanting to force a new emotion that sometimes just isn't available. So then what you do is you go to find that synthetic version of alcohol that really isn't giving you real joy. It's just kind of canceling out the other not so awesome emotion, that emotion of just kind of maybe apathy, right? But no one ever said that that's wrong. That's not the way you're supposed to be in that moment. And I really believe that even though it doesn't feel great, and even though you don't necessarily recognize it at the time, and I'll tell you a little story about myself from this last week, um, it really is our teacher, right? You kind of go back in retrospect and say, you know, if I would have just honored that, I may have been able to move through it a little bit quicker. And it gave me some insight into you know what i thought was the problem right what i the circumstance i thought i was going to change to only know that i take my mind with me so we think we're going to change the circumstances and we think we're going to change the outer world and we show up and we realize we're feeling the exact same way as we were before and now this new circumstance has all of these other things wrong with it so the the desire I and mean, i know for me was i wanted to eliminate the desire for alcohol I wanted to not want it because when you don't want it then it doesn't it doesn't matter right like you know there's people in the world that don't drink they don't have a desire for alcohol but <laughs> they're still dealing with the, the all of the the components of being human so they might have other ways in which they either a do d- deeper levels of self inquiry and have tools for emotional management or or they have some other way that they're avoiding, resisting, or distracting themselves um, from the emotion, right? They check out on the TV, they shop, they overeat, whatever it is. And again, none of this is right or wrong, but just so you know, the alcohol isn't the end game, right? That's just like the kind of... The, the top of it, that's just the icing. And so you got to recognize that it's a twofold process here, that there's there's the, the, the chemical cognitive response reward that your body and your brain is seeking when it feels this particular sensation or when it associates with a particular time or an event or a person or whatever. But then a lot of the emotion Is the circumstance itself. That's a lot of the trigger is the emotional circumstance itself. So you got to go into that human part of it. And it's like eliminating the habit of alcohol first, but then there's all of the reasons why you've actually been drinking, why you've been using alcohol to solve for your emotions. And that's like the human part that we all have to deal with. So when you come to alcohol coaching, Yes, we look at the natural times where you are habitually desiring a drink. And so if you're drinking every day, say at five o'clock, for a lot of people, those go away kind of relatively quickly because it's like okay that's just the habit I can see that I can look at that and say why do I even need a drink right now right like there's no we're not partying we're not stressed out we're not anything it's just a daily habit so a lot of times people can kind of get over that habit quickly unless you're in isolation and then that's that's the that would be the emotional the emo- the bigger emotion underneath that particular cue or trigger to drink, right? So there so it's a little bit different for everyone and you got to understand what your specific triggers are for you. And a really really beautiful way to do that is by understanding your own personal cycles and rhythms. And as women, this is not something that we're taught. So if you identify as a woman, whether or not you have an actual womb space, and you know maybe you've had a hysterectomy, or maybe you do and you're past your bleeding years, but if you have identified as a woman, there is an energetic womb space. And actually, um, a teacher that I've been working with, who's a man, identifies as as ma- a man. He talks about the the feminine for all of us, the feminine principle living in that area of the, the second or the sacral chakra, um, because we have, um, energy centers in the body where there's clusters of neurons that control different aspects of our hormones, um, and different ways in which we show up in the world. So men have this too, but with the energetic womb space, whether it's physically there or not, we work on that monthly cycle and rhythms. And I'm sure you have heard me talk about this before, but I cannot tell you the depth of inquiry that takes place when you are able to really really hone in on this for yourself because you will see patterns in your more heightened emotional states and how they correlate to your alcohol urges and you can plan ahead of time for them. Honoring your cycle and rhythms of your own personal cycle is the highest honor that you can give yourself. It's the deepest level of self-inquiry you could give yourself as a woman And it really tunes you in to also the facts, right? Facts that are circumstances that are neutral. I hear so many women shame themselves and and negate and blame themselves for the thing that creates life. You are a goddess. You have the ability to create and give birth to life. In what way and in what world do we live in when a process of that and all of the things that come along with it need to be shamed and hidden and distorted and looked at as wrong or bad? If we lived in a world where women had been in charge where there was a feminine principle that had written the narrative of our culture, things would look a hell of a lot different and we wouldn't be so grossed out and freaking out about our menstruation, right? We would have a deeper reverence for, first of all, the blood that holds the coating to Our power, it holds the past of information, of DNA, of your lineage, of your roots, of how information has been spread and transferred, right? So along with some of the ancestral trauma that maybe you have accrued, and that could be, um through addiction, potentially, and even alcohol itself, or alcohol is one of the coping mechanisms for trauma that you experience, there are also gifts in that blood and in that DNA. And it is the blood that creates life, right? So when you have a time that doesn't feel awesome and you honor it and you know it and you recognize and you have your own back and you hold yourself in the sweetest of places, you are taking the information of that and really gaining and reaping all of the wisdom that that has to offer. So instead of forcing yourself to stay up or to go out late or to go to a party or to be the hostess, when you're in this time of introspection, of self-reflection, self-care, so that you can build your well to then go out and be of service. You are placing those emotional needs into a real tangible thing, and it makes such a difference. For how you show up for yourself, for how you look at your relationship to alcohol, how you treat yourself, and then how you treat the world, because when you force yourself to go out into the world, and, and the body is wanting is in this waning phase of repair and self reflection and quiet solitude. Now I know our lives don't always um, don't always give us the opportunity for that, but we can curate to a great extent what we do. So when we honor that and we take quiet, sacred time for ourselves, we're not reacting to the people we love the most. We're not putting um, pressure on the circumstances of our lives to make us feel a certain way. And we're not reaching for that synthetic version of joy that is actually the message to your body that's saying the way that you naturally are in this, you know, this way that you came out into the world is wrong. When you say that to yourself, that, that sends that signal to the body. And I talk about this in the um, honoring trauma, that sends a signal to ourselves that the way you are naturally is wrong and it is not perfect. But it is perfect because it is the way you were born and it is how life is created into this world. So whether or not you are beyond your bleeding years or you've ever had children, it's that energy center of the body where pleasure and power, and when we honor it, it births our creativity to life. When we really recognize that space as something different, and now it's so challenging and it's so uncomfortable for us to look at it or for, for you to even take your two hands and place them on your womb space and connect to that place of sacredness, this cave of life, right? This place of birth, death, and rebirth. I mean, monthly we go through that cycle. So we go from womb to tomb to womb again. And this is the process. And and when we run away and we hide from the cycles of life, we show up for our everyday experience in a much different way. We show up in this way where we're almost, we're we're hiding from the present moment because we're so worried about the destination. And the only destination, my friends, (laughs) is back to the tomb, right? And it's this moment that you have. It's this moment here and now that is to be honored and sacred because it is truly your only one. So however you're feeling to try to escape that feeling is doing a disservice to yourself. So what I wanted to tell you is, so I went away last week. I, um, I took off, there was a first week that I have taken off and over a year, the first full week, every time I've gone away, I've either, I've tried, I've worked from remotely and I've worked and I was just feeling really burnt out. I was feeling, um, I just wanted a break. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to work. I didn't want to be on. I didn't want to check my emails or my phones or coach people or whatever and completely normal and understandable as our world is constantly changing around us i it is that groundedness in your own personal truth to know how to take care of my own cycles and rhythms and stay in that balance and in the the balance isn't that things are the same every day the balance is that i can move and flow right with how i show up so i was like I'm going away. I had booked this camping trip quite a while back and I was planning on actually working. I was planning on finding, you know, going and just tucking myself away to do my coaching calls. Um, And I decided to not do that. And everyone, you know, of course, was good with that. And um, but I showed up, and of course, like the camp spot was a problem. I hadn't wound down enough and sat and did my own self coaching um, to really decide. And I've done this before on trips to really plan ahead of time. No matter what the circumstances, how do I want to show up? How do I want to feel? And what's the intention that I have for this trip? I start. I I want to start everything where there could be multiple um, circumstances that are out of my control, especially when you're traveling or having a party or going somewhere else. You know, when you're in your day-to-day life, things kind of end up, the circumstances are very similar. Now, of course, there's always the unexpected that we don't know. But when you're traveling, things are different. I'm traveling with my family, so people's moods and so on and so forth. I mean, I ended up being the kind of moody one. There was a couple other fumbles like, The camper popped a tire and we had to wait and then the spare tire was bad. And um, there, you know, Matthew had an accident like there was just like all of this stuff. And through those things, I'm always really good at keeping my cool. It's the being a (laughs) a Taurus, I really like my environment and like my space to be what I want it to be I really like to be in control of that and the campsite that we got although we're in this amazing place you should look it up it's called Newberry National Volcanic Monument so it's the youngest volcanic activity in Oregon and there's these calderas and hot springs and lava fields and, um, this museum and, you know, lakes, it's all in all of these things, um, and a beautiful hike, um, obsidian flow. So, it was amazing, but the, the camp spot wasn't quite as nature and secluded as I wanted it to be. And, you know, there was kind of some close traffic and we live in this like really quiet space. So I'm like, this is busier than <laughs> where we are. And I don't know why I'm not home and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I was, um, definitely in some, um, some mind drama and I was thinking about the pandemic and the You know, all of these other things that are changing, and I'm going to school and having to navigate that just as we all have been. And I was able to switch my focus and really enjoy myself in the moments where I was really friggin' present. But it was in the times where I wasn't being that present and I was focusing literally on work. Um, what I wasn't doing correctly or some other drama or what I need to do in the future to reach my goals or, you know, certain clients or whatever. Or when I was focusing on, yeah, the future of the unknown where I was feeling like complete shit, right? But rather than honor that, I kept trying to change my external And you know, I do this work. I think about this shit all the time and here I am and I knew it. And I was like, just sit down, write it out, refocus your intention. And Matthew was amazing. And we kind of had a couple of little Rocky moments, but we really redeemed ourselves. And we spent the last day at a different campsite that was just amazing. It was little fairyland, and it was out on this beautiful Creek and, um, I got to do yoga and set up my little ritual altar by the creek, which is kind of what I had wanted the whole time. Um, so it was lovely and it was exactly what it needed to be. And and really, when I came, came home and especially working today, because I had the last day and a half off, but being at home, I was able to really see that all the things I thought were problems weren't problems. And actually, for me working and creating content in this, these isolating times is something that's so grounding for me and something that I, you know, being of service is, and it was something that I kind of hadn't thought was really the problem or I needed a break, but it was all my mind. It all came back to my mind. And guess what? I had to sit with all of those emotions because I don't drink, right? There was, I didn't check out. I probably acted out in a way that, I didn't really like, maybe I was a little bit grouchier instead of just taking some time to, you know, be quiet. um, I I tried to change the circumstances instead of honoring it initially. And sometimes that's just the space that you're in. Sometimes you don't even know, even when you're in the depths of this work, which I'm in for the last 20 years Sometimes I don't even recognize it, and that's okay. But what I did do and what I'm going to offer to you is I came back with this awareness that I need to simplify my daily practices, and one of those things is a practice called Everyday Ritual, and my Everyday Ritual is a calendar. It's just a regular wall calendar, and I will leave a link for a download of this You have to go through the website to go onto the mailing list and that you will get this everyday ritual calendar. It's really beautiful. It has these really beautiful affirmations, but it's a basically a wall calendar where you track the day of your cycle. And again, if you're not in bleeding time, you would track it with the phases of the moon. And it is amazing, first of all, how interrelated we are with the moon, but also When you start to look at your own personal cycle and you have the first day, which would be a bleeding... And then up to the waxing phase, which is you know you have your bleeding time, and then you start to gain more energy because you've done that cleansing, and you come to the waxing phase into the full moon, the white moon, which is ov- your ovulation time, and even maybe before or after that could be some hormonal fluctuations, and then you start to have your waning time again until you are in your premenstrual phase. Now, if you chart this regularly and what you would do is you would write the date and then you would write the day of your personal cycle. And again, you could do this. Day one would be the new moon if you were not bleeding. Day one would be the first day you're bleeding. And so if today is August 1st and this is the first day you're bleeding, you put one by that. And then you just write your basic general emotion for the day. You write the vibe, right? Neutral, peaceful, loving, melancholy, depressed, anxious, whatever it is, right? And you write that. And then you write your desire for alcohol. Was your desire for alcohol strong What were you hoping? What was the mood you were wanting from the alcohol? Now, that's it, right? And it just, you don't even have to get into a deeper sense of inquiry, but by just seeing that this is the way I naturally showed up in the world, and this is where I, what I wanted to feel like. You get to start to understand how you're using alcohol to solve for your emotions. Now, when you do this regularly for three months and beyond, you really start to see the pattern so that you can see. And I've talked about this before on specific days of your cycle, and everyone has a different fluctuation between, you know, 27 and 30 or more. You can see, okay, on these specific days, Wow, I really have a strong craving for alcohol, so I'm going to plan accordingly. Or on these days, I always get really grouchy and really irritable, so I'm going to plan accordingly, right? Now, that's going to look like something different for you, but what a revolutionary way to live, right? To plan for your actual, your plan, your actual life for your own needs, to ask for what you need. Now, of course, if you have children and work and these kinds of things, there's some you got to give yourself some more grace, but there's the art of asking, right? There's there's reaching out, there's not making plans, there's giving yourself permission to cancel plans, to say no, to say, I was gonna host and I'm not into it, or to ask for help. I've had to do that before. I host a monthly women's circle. And I have had that women's circle when I just started bleeding, and it's like, oh my gosh, like I wanna do this, but not really right now. And I just had to ask for what I need, or I'm not really feeling it today, so here's what I'm offering. And everyone is so gracious. I mean, I hope they would be in my women's circle. Understanding our cycles and rhythms is really the practice of everyday ritual. We are microcosms of the earth herself. We move in monthly rhythms of the moon interweaving with the seasons. So we have like these overlapping seasons. And I'm not going to get into astrology because that is something that's beyond my scope. (laughs) But my client that was on the podcast, Neuro Rochelle, if you want to know more about astrology, she's amazing. So I would reach out to her. So our lives are not linear, right? A lot of men do run in more of a 24-hour cycle where we are building up that service piece where we're out in the world and we're engaging and we're creating and we're birthing ourselves into life. And then we move back in more into that self-care piece and then service and self-care. And why that would be wrong on a monthly level to have those cycles and rhythms, I don't see anything wrong with that. And honestly, there can't be anything wrong with it because it's the way that we were born. So we don't move in a linear fashion. We move in spirals. Living in rhythm with the cycles of the seasons is a way to stay not only in balance with our inner and outer worlds, but honoring to claim your deepest innate wisdom. The part of you that is beyond the story the part of you connected to cosmic coding and light inside of your DNA to remove alcohol is to gain access to the most natural, real parts of who you are that have been covered up for so long. The parts of you that through the act of drinking, you have been neglecting. And so this may be your first look into this. This might be really odd for you. You may have been embarrassed about this and hiding it your whole life. And so this isn't just when you're bleeding, but it's the information that is present throughout your entire cycle. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of information there. So when you go through this, right, for three months and you kind of take note of the the days that feel a little extra, even if they're extra, like I want to rage it and party it, right? I had those days a lot and that, that, is there, but I, but the connection to alcohol and like the partying piece is different now, so it doesn't feel quite the same. Um, and if you're not drinking, you use the moon as your guide. Planning your life in accordance with the flow of your cycle is a radical way to honor your time and deeper investigation of and connection to self. It is also a reclamation of the power of the mother the divine feminine who ebbs and flows, the essence that is the momentum of life, the movement, the manifest. With or without a womb or children, there lives inside of you the energetic imprint of the source of creation and life. It is nice to honor each cycle with an intention, the lens through which you focus your attention. So this could be your life intention or a new word, that you have each month. So when you start your cycle, decide on a theme. Maybe you pull an Oracle card or maybe you just pick a random word from a list of values or emotions that you really want to tune into and kind of keep coming back to that throughout the month, right? How can you weave that into your life through each phase, through each part of your emotional self? So for example, I do a new moon reading at the beginning of the year, and I do a thirteen month spread. So the month for me this month, this particular oracle deck that I pulled from, um, it was—I can't remember the sp- specific word—but it was like "lead the way" or something about that. Something about my leadership and being um, really an example or an inspiration for people, but also how I'm perceiving maybe my next level of, of leadership, right? So, or, you know, of whatever I want that to look like in my life. And, and even for my, for my own personal self, how do I want to lead myself? How do I want to show up for myself? And I didn't know how it was going to actually show up, but, you know, looking back on it now, I can see that, there's all of these ways in which I can honor that through the times where I'm feeling like a fierce leader and times where I'm feeling like I want my mom, right? Where I really want that unconditional support of that, that presence of that deeper wisdom and really looking at myself for that. So what are these different archetypes that show up throughout our cycles? And It is never too late to take this journey. It's been one of the most profound experiences of my life. And it's actually something that fell away for me actually as a practice for a little bit. And so as a a leader and as offering this to my clients and to other women that I um, engage with, this is something that I knew I needed to never let fall away again. This is a practice for me that I need to do every day. All the time is to really make note of my emotion and the ways in which I was wanting to change that and why. And when I can ask myself that, I take away that added judgment that I should be different, that there's something wrong with the way I am because typically I'm in a really good mood and, (laughs) you know, but like, but it's not like that all the time. And I was really resisting that. I was really resisting. I was thinking I'm on this vacation. I wanted to look the certain way. I need to feel this certain way. I wanted to feel like peaceful and connected with the land. And I had all these ideas and then my body and the circumstance showed up differently and it wasn't. It wasn't available to me. Now I did change my thinking, and I had an amazing time. But it wasn't this kind of elated, ecstatic experience that I was that I was hoping for, right? And um, and that's okay because I had some stuff going on in my mind, and I needed to do some more self inquiry and some self coaching. But the more I focused on the present moment versus in the past or the future or what wasn't working clearly i was having a way better time when i was just present when i as my a beautifully said when i changed the conversation <laughs> he is my little coach i love that guy he's i've taught him well so i hope that you will really take this as an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into your own cycles and rhythms. And so I'm just going to kind of give you a brief description of, you know, the, the four main phases of the moon and just kind of what to look for. And I will also leave this in the show notes. So the first week would be the emotions in that new moon bleeding phase and the element of water. So however your emotions are showing up and it's kind of that cleansing and shedding and letting go and releasing and honoring yourself for in a process of grief, that's another big emotion underneath alcohol is what's underneath the grief, right? When you think about really letting alcohol go and there is a process of of letting a, a part of your identity go. And what is that piece that you're still holding on to that really you just, you're not, you aren't her anymore. You're identifying with parts of an old story. And what is your resistance to letting that go and why? And who are you really? And that alcohol being a tether to the past that just isn't serving you. So the second week is that waxing moon phase, pre-ovulation, and the air phase, uh, air element, which is the mind. So the thinking, the planning, the, the strategy. And then the week three is the full moon, ovulation, earth. We're in the body. We're really feeling alive and good and strong, and maybe there's some dance. Maybe there's some connection. This is a good time for collaboration, for having a talk in a really open and honest, um, you know, way that you can hold space for someone without taking things so personally, right? Like don't try to do, have a big conversation with someone in week one or week four, do it when you're feeling grounded and solid in yourself. And then week four is spirit. So that's the waning moon to dark moon phase. And then we're back in pre-menstruation. So that's the element of fire, um, where, you know, we're really kind of just like, Burning it all out, right? Like just a little bit of the destruction behavior, and you can see that. And so you can t- tap into these archetypes of, you know, the maiden, the mother, the wise woman, the temptress, and even being in that destructive phase. And and like, what are what are you ready to let go of, right? What are are you ready to clean out the closet, like? literally, and shed some stuff. But when you can turn your emotions to this practice of everyday ritual and honoring yourself, the solution of alcohol just seems like a slap in the face, right? It's like, that's not the ritual. This is the ritual. Go sit with yourself. Feel yourself. Grab some essential oils and make yourself a nice cup of tea and cry, shed. You have to do this work for yourself. It is crucial for you to become your own best teacher, your own best guru, your own like, best lover. I mean, no one else knows you better than you know yourself. And you can be those archetypes. You can hold yourself in motherly love I am so excited for our next series. If you have any questions, please reach out. If there's anything that you want me to cover on the show that you don't quite understand or you want me to go deeper into, I would love to have some listener inquiry. And I just think you're amazing. So have a wonderful, wonderful week. And um, if you're listening to this in real time, the new moon is the Lions Gate portal on eight eight. So it's going to be some heightened energy. But I would definitely say get out, um, out in the world, and maybe burn, uh, burn, <laughs> burn that which is no longer serving you. Right, like write down the the qualities of she who you are grieving that when you think about letting alcohol go and just let it go into the wind, but do it in a safe way. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. If a life of deeper self-mastery and feminine embodiment is calling you, but alcohol is the one constant in your way, I want to invite you to check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's your opportunity to apply the tools and principles from the show to your life one step at a time. Together, we create the safe and sacred container to explore the habit of alcohol, the power of choice, and awaken your inner light. Schedule a complimentary alignment session where I will help you uncover the next best step for you on your journey of discovering what's possible on the other side of alcohol. Follow the link in the show notes or on my website marywagstaffcoach.com. I can't